0: It's time for the Rich Life Retirement show brought to you by retirement professional and Wall Street Journal best-selling author Bo Henderson. This is the one place committed to helping you navigate all aspects of a successful meaningful and fulfilling retirement. Let's get started here's Bo Henderson and Bill Maine. Yes it is Rich Life Retirement. Bill Main, Bo Henderson back together again, eh, Bo? How's it going, Bill? Going just fine, and we've got a lot to cover today, so just let folks know kind of where we're going on the program today. On today's show, uh, will some of the tax benefits of estate planning be going away after the election? And the pandemic is prompting a lot of baby boomers, that would be me, to reconsider a major retirement decision where they want to live. But before we get to all of that, you have been out and about, and the tour 2020 continues for uh, Bo Henderson. He's
1: still on tour. I like that. Let's call that the Raise Your Retirement IQ Tour. That's good. We'll North, get the t-shirts and the whole thing. North great. Georgia. Yes. Exactly. If you're listening, I'll get you a t-shirt. <laughs> so you know, we had a we had a good turnout up at Pickneyville Community Center. We were down in really Norcross yep. down down in Gwinnett yep. County um, this month. But we I'm excited. We're going to be we're going to be doing a presentation at a new venue at Lumpkin County Recreational Center. And we're going to be talking about taxes and retirement, Social Security optimization, and that's going to be Tuesday, October 17th, and Thursday, October 20th at 6.30 p.m. And that Saturday morning, the 22nd, October 22nd at 10 a.m. Okay, very so good. So three more chances in October this month to – learn more about retirement. And yeah, and
0: if folks want to sign up, it's easy to do cuz you kind of like to have a head count before you get get there.
1: Yeah, it's good to know for room size, chair setup and all that. If you just go to richlifeadvisors.com and you can you can find the the events tab and you can register there.
0: Okay, very easy to do. Uh, by the way, I just want to to make mention, you know, it's interesting, we have talked about it several times when it comes to your strategy as far as knowing when to take Social Security, how to plan it. There's so many different ways. You said, mm. I think, over 500. Over 500 yeah. possible strategies. You know, I've been, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been hearing that more and more in the news lately. Mm-hmm. There's more and more discussion about this. So this is a really hot thing. Folks, get the information. Show up at one of these if you possibly can. Uh, when they're in your area, you want to be part of the tour. That's for sure.
1: Well, you remember the survey um, results I share a lot here that the average household was leaving uh, an average of $111,000 of potential benefit on oh, the yeah. table. Oh, yeah. What's funny, I was doing an analysis for a a local couple this week, and we ran it, and we looked at it, and I looked at the difference in their their scenario they thought they wanted to do versus the optimized. Mm -hmm. Guess what it was? (laughs) 111922 <laughs> I was like, wow, y'all, y'all hit it on the nose, that thing I'm talking about every week. Average Mr.
0: and Miss America right there. That's there. right. Okay. All right, well, let's jump into it, because we do have a lot to cover here for today. Some great information to pass your way. And now, CNN says that Joe Biden wants to change the 401k plans to give low-income earners a bigger tax break. You've probably heard about this. Now, it sounds good on the surface, but the change would be at the expense of couples who earn more than $80,000 a year. Now, those people would lose a portion of their tax break, question for you, do do we need to worry about potential changes to retirement planning rules? And, and if we do, what can we do now to prepare for those changes for some of those who might be on that short end of the stick?
1: I think it's just understanding the rules, what the changes are going to be, and how can we navigate that. And what we're talking about here in this proposal is right now, um, in the current system, savers, in their retirement plans, they can take up to a $19,500 income tax deduction. Okay. So a deduction, and this is the important part of this, this particular proposal, a deduction reduces your taxable income, which could allow you to pay less tax. Right. Pulls the number down, yeah. Takes yeah. the number down off the top. So what the proposal is, um, is that you would get a tax credit up to 26% of your contribution amount into your 401k. So the difference, the deduction uh, reduces your taxable income. A credit actually reduces your tax amount due. Oh. So it's a little different animal. So by moving that around, what, what this is showing and what we're talking about here is that's going to be favorable to a, to a big group of, of people in the U.S. But when you get to that group over 80250 in earnings, they're kind of getting penalized. So, you know, Bill, I'm kind of in the middle here. I'm all about people. We're not saving enough in this country. That's true. So I'm all about helping people that might need some help to get there and get to where they need to be. But I would love if we could find ways to do it and support it without penalizing people just because they're doing well.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you 100%. I really do. I think that's what some of the uh, concern has been for a lot of people. I'm not against anybody below the 80,000 mark. I I want them to do better. To save more. Save more. Give them a chance. Give them a tax break. But, you know, what do you do for the folks who are above that? And there are a lot of folks,
1: really, who are above that. And that that penalizes a large number of people. Then it gets that much more attractive as opposed to getting that that deduction from the 401k contribution for that group that's above that number to start looking at the Roth IRA. Yeah,
0: which is my favorite,
1: as you know. Anyway, right. So, (laughs) so yeah, there's ways to navigate. But but what we want to do is situational, meaning your situation is different than my situation than anybody else's situation. And what's the best way to navigate it? And that's the strategy. For some people, it's, it's plowing into the four hundred and one k. For some, it might be getting your mats and then then working towards the Roth.
0: Yeah, and I think I think just kind of stepping aside from the financial part of it, from the standpoint of planning. But let's just take it from a, a broader view as far as just a policy or a philosophy. I think it's great if we can help folks that are. The, to, to encourage them to save more right but don't take away the incentive for those who already are don't penalize people because they're doing it isn't that what you want them to do that's right you're doing well let's reward that good behavior exactly mm-hmm. exactly all right move, moving on i don't, don't 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 get too far in the minutia- on a soapbox i like I know, it bill i can I tell when you're passionate about some every of these now things. and then it happens okay speaking of which while uncle sam has the authority to print more money when he chooses don't we all wish hmm. we don't have that option because when it comes to funding our retirement, we have to do it a different way. Now, if you have a client who appears to be coming up short, what are their options? And I know we've talked about one of those is unretire, right. That may not be what they want to do, but are there
1: other options? Well, that's one I say change uh, change the timeline, meaning okay, our idea might be, you know what? My plan, my ideal scenario was to retire at 64. I got my 25 years and my 30 years in. That's what I want to do. But the reality, which is mathematical, if we look at it and model it, right, if we look at it and there's a gap, the reality might be we need to change our timelines. And you know what? If you work to 66, it smooths everything out and that's going to work. So sometimes we have to shift the timeline. Sometimes the news is good. Sometimes we can shift the timeline to the left, so to speak, and say, you know what? The plan was 66, but we could actually do it at 64. Oh, I'd like to hear that. So we can change the timeline. Another thing, retirement is a cash flow game, right? Meaning if I have enough income coming in to cover the expenses, I'm gonna win and do okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like having a paycheck big enough to cover your expenses. So one thing we can do when we're getting close to retirement, we might not have a lot of years to save more assets, but we could potentially do some things to reduce those expenses. So that's one of the things we can do when we're getting closer is how low can is is my mortgage within range of being able to get it paid off? Or there's some car payments we can get paid off. Because if we have less to cover, maybe the Social Security of the pension and the savings we have will cover if we get these expenses knocked down.
0: Yeah, and it gets so important at that point uh, all through this to be able to just reduce that debt as much as you possibly can. Right.
1: And, and you know, like I said, it's a it's a different animal when I'm trying to help somebody cover $12,000 a month in expenses versus $3,500 a month in expenses as yeah, to what that takes.
0: But along with this, wouldn't it also be a question of taking a look at, you know, you said maybe we can do it at sixty four. But doesn't Social Security play into that when it's the best time there? Because it seems to me that would also have an effect on it.
1: No, you're absolutely right, because that was my, as I was thinking through the points with this idea, this question, my last was sometimes we'll change the timeline. We might work that year or two extra to increase our other benefits. Social Security, maybe your pension increases if you wait a year or two more, and we can increase those guaranteed long-term benefits, and that might make the timeline work out. So we got to be flexible, because we're dealing with humans, and we're dealing with life. And one thing I've learned is that ideal plan we have if we're if we're too rigid we're going to disappoint ourselves.
0: Yeah, in an ideal world, but we're not living it. We're living in the real world. That's right. And then your plan has to be that and it has to be dynamic. And I think along the way you really kind of I kind of look at the retirement plan as sort of a uh, a mapping if you will. If you're if you're in aviation or if you've ever uh, known anything about navigating the seas or even outer space and all that, they have waypoints. You go mm. from here to here, that's your heading, and then you make a turn. You go here to here. I kind of think that with what you're talking about because things can change along the way. So that plan has to be dynamic. So we need to hit – when we hit a waypoint, we need to take a look.
1: Yeah. Am, I, am I hitting the, yeah. the, the waypoint? Am, am I on in track? orbit? Am I able to stay in orbit or have I gone out of my orbit? Well, and here's the funny thing. So say that idea of 64 we've been using as an example. I don't see people if we know, okay – We've done the work. We've done the math. It really needs to be sixty six and sixty four. I really see people upset if they know. Where I see it become a problem is if they get there and it's a surprise. Yeah, that's when they get upset, right? Sure. So that's why you know my my soapbox is: let's be proactive with our retirement planning. As opposed to letting it happen to us and then try to deal with it after the fact.
0: Yeah, like you say, the math will show the path. It's just we have to take time to look at that math,
1: right? And and be
0: honest with ourselves about that's that's the. Do you find real quick uh, do Do you find people that you deal with when they talk about retiring, and we talk about people retiring later? Some of them having to do it for
1: financial reasons, but are some of them wanting to retire later just because they like what they're doing? They want to stay active. You know, one of the things that comes up that's not talked about enough. Another soapbox, I'm you're getting all my soapboxes. <laughs> is this field or this discipline um, that I integrate into what we do that I think more firms are you're going to see happening is retirement coaching, where we're talking about what are the non financial aspects of satisfying successful fulfilling retirement and a lot of that is you lose some things when you retire you might gain some time freedom and some some other things uh but but you also lose some relationships at work yeah true you might lose if you define yourself as this this manager this executive at this company or this pilot i've seen if you define yourself as this and men are kind of bad to do that we're really good at doing that some females i've seen do that If you're too tied to that and you haven't thought through what's my identity going to be in this next phase, it it can be shocking. And I've seen people physically and mentally go downhill fast. So a lot of times working has financial benefits, but also non-financial benefits that are good for us. So that's why often I like the idea of us, us kind of transitioning into retirement over time. So maybe we go from our career to, okay, let's do a three quarters bit for the next year or two. Then let's go to half. And then let's, get, let's kind of figure it out as we go, as opposed to this drop off the cliff, and now here's this new thing I've got to figure out.
0: friend of mine was a pilot uh, years and years ago. He's passed on now, but years and years ago. And that's kind of the way he did it. All right. He just took two international flights a month. All right. And then sort of kind of weaned out of it, and then found that he was so busy in his off days that... It's like, well, I needed to go ahead and quit because I got other things now that I've discovered I can do.
1: Right. He built out that life in the, in he the did. transition.
0: Yeah. Hey, if this is something that you want to pursue, and I encourage you, we all need to think about this. That's why we're here with the Rich Life Retirement Show. Rich Life Advisors, Bo Henderson's here. And uh, if folks want to find out a bit more about what we've talked about so far and keep up with what's going on, you guys are always open. For a phone call or email or what have you.
1: If you're listening and you want to answer that rally cry to say, hey, I'm going to be proactive in my retirement planning, in my financial future, in my fulfillment and meaning in this next very important phase of life, that's what we do. We help design those plans and help integrate all the things we talk about here you can always go to com to find out more about the methodology and how we help clients or always give me a call with questions and we'll even field them here bill It's yeah. 770-249-7424 that's 770 779- 770 rich
0: Of course, Bo Henderson with us, Bill Maine hanging out with him today, and more questions coming your way. Strap in, buddy. Here we go. All right. Uh, U.S. News and World Report says that figuring out what to do with a pension when you retire can be even more complicated than figuring out what to do with a 401k. Huh. Uh, walk us through some of the options and talk a little bit about how someone should go about making that decision.
1: Well, first of all, if you have this decision to make, you're blessed and that one of the things we've seen is over 84,000. Pensions since 1985 done away with. And I see that accelerating. So there's fewer and fewer pensions. So if you have this decision to make, that's a good thing. Now, there's a couple of ways we can typically address this is a pension could either come in an option of a monthly payout for the rest of your life. Okay, It could maybe be a little bit of a reduced amount for your life and a spouse. Sometimes it can be a higher amount for a period certain, meaning you're going to get a higher amount for up to 20 years. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, or you can take a lump sum distribution if we could take that lump sum and create income in an IRA or something outside of the, the pension plan, yeah, right? Okay. Reinvest it. And it's an important decision to make. Well, the, there's a couple of mathematical things we've got to do. We've got to say, okay, the guaranteed payout, could I replace that if I used a lump sum or could I do better? Mm-hmm. The other thing that comes into play, I've seen some pensions, especially corporate pensions, not necessarily state as much state or federal but but corporate pensions i've seen them reduced or done away with when somebody's in retirement now sometimes why we why in a lot of times we would want to replace that income on our own in a in a personal ira that we own we control that we own that we're not at the mercy of a company And i've seen some big big fortune 500 companies we had an example of, of a fellow that came into one of our workshops he had a 2900 hundred dollar a month pension and it's a big company we'd all know um he got a letter saying, due to some restructuring and reorganization, that pension is going to go to fourteen fifty nine a month. It's cut in half. So the problem with that is, do you think this guy's expenses and retirement life was was counting on this solid pension? You think of as guaranteed going away? It can happen. So in a lot of cases, um, uh, we got to talk through that, look at the math, and then consider: do we want to take away? Um, things outside of our control like corporations changing.
0: Yeah, and the more that we can put under our own hand, the better off we are in the long run. Control yeah. the things we can control. Exactly. Usually turns out better. Exactly. All right, so here's the thing. Like, oh, you reminded me of something and I see this on the calendar. Uh, this date, back in 1964 the cartoon Underdog debuted. And I think of you in a way like Underdog, because what was this?
1: what did he always say? Here I come to save the day. Exactly, right? there you go. And, that, and
0: that's you, because when it comes to some of these challenges, the pensions, the things that we've been talking about, changing, taxes shifting, you're, you're, you guys are there to kind of save the day for us to help us plan our way through that. And, and along those lines, let's talk about this now. Okay. Kaiser Health News says the coronavirus is prompting a lot of retirees to reconsider where they want to live. I have seen this recently. Because I watch the real estate market. Right. And some of my friends in real estate are telling me that. They're saying folks are are moving out of the cities and they're wanting to buy. And, of course, prices are going up, et cetera, et cetera. But it's happening. So someone who planned to maybe move into a group setting now believe that they are safer to keep in their own homes instead. Right. All right. So others worry that they may need assistance in case they get sick. What are you hearing from your clients in that regard? Because like I say, with my real estate friends, I'm hearing a lot of people say they want to stay in their home, but they're looking for a home that fits them better.
1: Well, yeah, in 2020, before 2020, no one knew this coronavirus thing no, was going to happen, happen. <laughs> and I saw what a, we would have done if we knew, right, <laughs> right? What could we do? I don't, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, there was a growing trend of moving away from the family house. Might be a little big because I raised kids. They're gone now. It's got a little more maintenance. It's don't that, need all that, that room. Age yeah, to either a 50 plus community or maybe an assisted living community. What's a little more communal with a lot of activities? I've been hearing more and more clients say, "You know what." I'm not real excited with this going on right now about moving into this communal type of atmosphere, and they're going to stay in their house or downsize into something more independent on their own. So that's been interesting that this pandemic is changing people's the trend of where people are going in retirement. Uh, I saw another couple that sold their house, and they're considering buying an even bigger house. And the rationale behind that, they're saying, you know what, if i got to stay home with all this anyway, I might as well be comfortable. So that's instead true. of downsizing, they're just saying, hey, this is going to be where I live and yeah. stay most of the time. Absolutely. So I just think that's fascinating. And, and things we look at is whether whether you go to an assisted living, a 55-plus community, whether we decide to stay in the home we're at, whether we decide to downsize or upsize, still we've got to factor that in. It's going to be some kind of expense, typically. And how does that fit into the timeline and the strategy and where's the income going to come from to cover that? Right. So whatever that is, it's not wrong or right. It's just always fascinating to me how an event like 2020 can change that and, and put it on a completely different course.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and and it's interesting to note, it. some people, even when they're downsizing, they might, because they've maybe their home is paid for, almost paid for, they realize – Afterwards, there's a little extra jingle in their pocket because right. they've been able to cover it with their equity in their current home, and they're left with a little extra money. And I think that's important as you're going into those years because that may be extra money you realize you've invested in that previous home, you know, and you have maybe twenty or $30,000 suddenly in your pocket. You need to do something with that, and it's, that that can be a real blessing, too, by getting cashing in that equity in the home you had, right, buying something smaller, a little bit cheaper, and then life's a little easier because I'm telling you. The bigger house you have, the more to keep up with.
1: It's it's more. It's more work. It's yeah. And, and one of the things, too, we, we got to also factor in interest rates are so low right now. Oh, my goodness. You're not kidding. Sometimes we make a nice down payment and we get a lower mortgage that we can cash flow with our with our sources of income. And even though the idea uh, is nice to have everything paid off, if I can cash flow it cheap and leave more assets to work with me for the next 30 years intact – Sometimes that's a viable option. Yeah. we got to model it.
0: Exactly. There you go. The math shows the path here again. You, you see how this is going on. We're all going to go out and get tattoos that say that later. But,
1: <laughs> We're <laughs> definitely right. making shirts.
0: Well, definitely making shirts. If you're still a little confused about our national economy, join the club. Who isn't, right? Uh, even the experts are scratching their heads over why the stock market continues to do well while the rest of the country seems to stall just a little bit. So what does that mean for retirement savers? Are we going to be okay as long as the markets keep doing well, or is there something else there that we're not seeing that we should prepare for, uh, you know, with maybe a hard couple of years, as some people have been talking about?
1: Well, one thing I know, the market's going to go down. It's it's probably going to go down from here. Do I know exactly when? No. Well, You know, for years, we would joke and I'd say, I know exactly what the market's going to do. It's going to go up and it's going to go down. Yeah, exactly. So here here's the question, or here's how I answer that is, regardless of who's elected, regardless of... What's going on out there that, that might be causing some emotion to well up in us, right? I, I get in calls right now almost daily, Bill, uh, and I'm hearing fear, concern, anxiety, and I get it. But here's the question I want you to ask yourself is, have I addressed my income plan to know that I have a plan for the income I'm going to need in retirement? Have I addressed a growth inflation plan, making sure I have assets that will outpace inflation so I don't I'm not putting myself at risk to run out of money? Have I worked on a tax distribution plan? Uh, Am I mitigating as much tax as possible? Have I worked on my health care plan? How am I going to cover those health care expenses that are important? Are my estate planning documents in order? And have I really thought about what that ideal, satisfying, enjoyable retirement looks like to me? If you answer no to any of those questions, I'm going to tell you we go back to the strategy. We go back, we sit down, we have these conversations, we get clarity, we talk about it. And then we're in the position to put together something that can help you navigate the market, whether it goes up or down.
0: There's a lot more to consider when you're doing this planning than than simply up and down and what my stock is going for. There's so many moving parts, and you just did a great job of kind of giving us a thumbnail sketch of that.
1: Yeah, it's not, do I put it in the bank or do I let it ride in the market? There's there, there's multiple components we need to do, and they need to be working together. And, and I think that's the, the way, if we can shift that focus. Right now, what I'm seeing and hearing everybody's focused on what's going on out there, and it's largely outside of our control. Right. Let's use that as a, as a reminder or a jumpstart. Let's turn back in and ask ourselves the question, am I controlling all the things I can control? And those, those items I just went over, use it as a checklist. Okay, that's not quite where it needs to be. I need to address it.
0: Yeah. You can go ahead and control it. All right, before we get out of here, we promised this one. So here you go. Right now, the exemption for federal estate and gift taxes is so high that few of us ever need to worry about it. Uh, those taxes. and I can tell you I'm one of them. who won't have to worry about it. But Forbes is saying that the exemption will automatically be slashed in half in 2025 and that it could be reduced even more by the next administration. So the magazine now re- recommending that we get an estate plan in place now before the election. Uh, what do you think? How do we do that?
1: Yeah, so we need to know. So it hasn't impacted a lot of people or most people because each individual has up to eleven point five eight million dollars of estate value before we deal with a state. I'm in great shape. Then I was. I thought you might be on the on the cusp there, but yeah, I, I thought yeah. you might be. Under I think that. I'll just squeak by. And for couples, that's twenty three point one six million. So that that's statistically that gives me a little more headroom. Yeah, that yeah, gives I'm you a still little married. Way. You so can grow yeah. a little bit, still exactly, be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's going to happen is is when those when those limits were raised they were set to sunset in 2025, after 2025, and that's what we're talking about here. So where now um, you've got that that 11 and 23 million number that that doesn't impact a lot of people, some of the proposals and what they're talking about, this could come into effect, the taxes could come into effect for people in the range of 3 to 5 million of net worth, and that's a lot bigger portion of our population.
0: Oh, it certainly is, and there are people out there who go, well, that's really not me, but when you stop – and take a look at your assets, and that includes anything you own, mm-hmm. and that includes anything in your savings and, and your investments and those sorts of things. A lot of people
1: come up to that and don't yep. realize that they're at that point. Yeah, when you take into account real estate assets, mm-hmm. um, um, investable assets, sure, all the things you have, plus it might grow for the next 10, 20 years, depending on where you were. Yeah. Uh, so, so, again, we go back to the deal. Are those, is the estate plan set up? And here's what happens 90% of the time, Bill. It's outdated, or I never quite got around to it yet. And this is one of those items I say, okay, let's put a 90-day, even better, a 30-day limit on it, and I'm going to check with you, and we're going to make it an action item. Because it's not that we don't want to do it. Everybody says it's important. It's just it's easy to get down that priority list a few notches and never get addressed, We don't want to put our beneficiaries in a situation that's harder than it has to be.
0: And sometimes it is hard to think about because you don't like to think about your sand running out of the hourglass. But I think the other part of it is sometimes it's just confusing to us. We don't understand how that works because there are a lot of different ways to do it so that your assets are protected for the next generation or that you're protected from taxes down the road, depending.
1: Right. And that's, that's another way to look at it. Do you want the money and the assets you work so hard to accumulate and build over your life? Extra fees, extra taxes paid out that you could have prevented if you just took a, a little bit of time to get this set up. So, my recommendation there is let's, get, we got a lot of good local attorneys that deal with estate planning. I work with several. Uh, if it's not done, make it an item on the calendar and get it done. Yeah, because, see, I don't want to give it to my Uncle Sam. I'd rather give, I'd rather yeah. give it
0: to my children. Do somebody you're a little closer to. My wife and my children. Out. Exactly. I'd rather do it for them. Hey, folks, this has been a great discussion, just scratching the surface. And if you want to find out more, you're always available there at Rich Life Advisors.
1: Yeah. Go to richlifeadvisors.com. They're, check out the Why Rich Life. And I really spent a couple minutes there going into the why we do what we do and how we do it and where you even start. A lot of times, i get that question. It's a lot. Where do I start? Yeah. Whyrichlife.com at richlifeadvisors.com or give me a call 770-249-7424. That's 770-249-RICH.
0: And don't forget to hit the events tab. Find out where the tour is going to be continuing. Bob, going to cut you loose. Have a great day, my friend. See you next time, Bill. If you have specific retirement questions or would like to know more about Rich Life Advisors, go to
1: richlifeadvisors.com. Or call 770-249-7424. That's 770-249-RICH. Rich Life Advisors LLC provides investment advisory services through formula folios. Bo Henderson is a licensed insurance agent in Georgia.